0: Dig. Things we dig. oh yes it's things we dig and you might too all right what's up guys we are back with a quick dig and tonight we are talking nope which is the uh, third film from director Jordan peel uh, as always I'm Steven. beam me up boys it's Dave howdy partners it's Chris fig nice nice all right so uh yeah so nope uh i've been looking forward to this movie for a while now like the majority of us uh it's always exciting to see what jordan peele does next
1: but uh let's start with a synopsis and just for all you listeners out there there will be massive spoilers during this movie review so if you don't want to hear them now is your time to tune out and come back when you've seen the movie so quick synopsis after some random objects
2: falling from the sky result in the death of their father rancho and owning siblings O.J. and Emerald Haywood attempt to capture some video evidence of an unidentified flying object with the help of a tech salesman and a documentarian while the owner of an adjacent theme park tries to profit from the mysterious otherworldly phenomena. Such as a quick synopsis on uh, the movie Nope.
1: Yeah, it was a really good movie. I mean, even just the opening, I was almost like a a little confused because it almost opens like, is this going to be like a teaser for another Jordan Peele movie? That's what I thought at first. And I was like, damn, this movie looks dark, dude. And then it kind of sets the tone for the movie. Very violent opening scene with this chimpanzee that obviously apparently lost its cool. You can tell it's on a, a studio set somewhere. It looks like a sitcom. And it's just... Uh, his name's Gordy. He's just covered in blood. But that's how we open to this movie. You know, you go into it thinking like, oh, we're, par- we're probably just going to get right into this. And it opens up with this scene. How did you guys feel about that opening scene, man? It was pretty wild.
0: Yeah, kind of like yourself. I was a little bit confused by it. Like, that was probably something that would never expect to see for this movie but uh, i was like holy shit man this is pretty uh pretty brutal so far
2: i honestly didn't even know it was part of the movie i know jordan peele's productions called was called monkey paul is that what it's called you you know when you watch a movie and they have like a like an intro to like a production company i seriously thought that's what it was i was like oh damn what a graphic wave i was like i get it like it's been monkey paul (laughs) since Get Out, so I kind of just figured it it was that, and then, of course, we later on see in the movie that that plays a part into the synopsis of of the movie and the plot moving forward, so, yeah, a bit confused at at first, but definitely something to, like, really capture my attention.
0: Uh, Yeah, another thing that actually caught my attention from that scene was just that shoe sticking straight up, right, and which I thought was going to have a kind of, you know, integral part to some big reveal.
2: Yeah, I definitely thought there was some sort of... Because, I mean, obviously, we just know this movie's extraterrestrial-like. So I was like, oh, is this a, some type of extraterrestrial like phenom that's going on with the shoe? Because it was very out of the ordinary. And something, like you said, that stood out immediately to me. I was like, why is the fuck is it unnaturally standing straight up like that?
1: Yeah, totally on the shoe standing up. It's kind of funny you guys bring that up. Because at first, I didn't really think anything of it for whatever reason. I was just like, damn, that bitch got hit so hard. Her shoe got knocked off and it's just standing up, (laughs) (laughs) but it kind of jumps us right into the the opening scene where it's Otis senior and um, Daniel Kaluuya's character, Otis junior OJ, who they're kind of, you know, working on the ranch. His dad is up on a horse, And all of a sudden, the weather just starts getting a little crazy. It almost just seems like a dust devil or something. But you just see all these particles and rocks and things going everywhere. And uh, Otis Sr. slumps over on the horse. So you know it's not good. And it cuts to Otis Jr. taking him to the hospital. And you can just tell he's dying um he looks like he's in really bad shape and then when the camera does pan to his face it's uh pretty bad a nickel has actually gone through his eye and into his skull looks like into his brain so just right off the bat you know it opens up with kind of a weird thing happening it makes you think it's weather but
2: yeah definitely a very horrific scene and i thought daniel Kalua did a great job Acting in that scene, his obviously his dad is severely injured. He's just like, It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So it was really kind of heart wrenching to see that. But again, knowing kind of this, what this movie was going to somewhat be about, I knew it wasn't just weather or, but it definitely was something to grab your attention. Like, why, why are these all these random items falling from the sky? It's like something in my brain that was like, Is this due to potential alien or how's that all? C- going to connect definitely something that captured my attention right away
0: yeah for sure I was, I was wondering like how could this be connected to the aliens like are they throwing this stuff are they shooting it at something but i think they uh wrote it off as like a plane accident or something with the plane
2: yeah, like like a plane had maybe lost some cargo, and a lot of that stuff was in it. So, but even OJ knew like that shit just ain't right. That's not what it was, you know.
1: Daniel Kaluuya, he did such a great job as that role, man, because he stayed in that uh, character the entire time. And as you're watching this movie, it kind of goes to the next scene where it's OJ isn't. Like he isn't prepared really to take on the family business. His personality is very introverted. It seems like, you know, it's hard for him to maintain eye contact and keep conversation with people. He mainly does better working and taking care of the animals in the farm, you know. So for him to step in that role is really hard. And it shows him on the movie set. It introduces his sister, who's played by Kiki Palmer, and she comes in and she is one a complete opposite of her brother. But it kind of leads us into them getting fired off of that project and OJ going back and, you know, Kiki Palmer's there and she's going to stay for a day or so. And I believe the the horse got spooked. So he goes to look for the horse and that's where we get that first glimpse of the UFO. And I don't know about you guys, but I was like, I wonder how the technology is going to look if the CGI is going to be a little off, but I thought the CGI was done really well, especially with the uh, UFO in this movie.
2: Yeah. I would say one thing that did stand out to me was the night shots. They were just done so well. I mean, just phenomenal night shots. And like you said, I feel like the the tension that was building up within these night shots too, I thought Jordan Peele did a really phenomenal job building that tension, especially during the night. Obviously, you watch a horror slash suspense film Nighttime's always going to give you that more kind of tense feeling. So I thought he did a phenomenal job just portraying that with these shots at night.
0: Yeah, when we get our first glimpses of this uh, UFO, it's done really well because uh, because the camera kind of like pans and you kind of following along and you see the just a glimpse of this UFO kind of before it darts behind a cloud, which was kind of like a very science esque before uh, before they did the prank later on. But pretty cool and pretty, uh pretty effective. But speaking on this UFO, it's all kind of leading up to what is supposed to be like a big reveal, I imagine, but it didn't quite have like that uh, that uh effect or that punch that I was hoping for. But uh, what was
2: that big reveal? Something that was unique, which I did enjoy, but the UFO not being a spacecraft for other beings, but an actual living creature itself. And, you know, the creatures feeding on not just horses, but humans too as well, which is why we talked about earlier coins and keys and stuff falling from the sky. That was essentially the UFO shooting, right? It was releasing it's, you know, the food it was eating and some of that being the metal, the coins within it. But I I agree. I was, I felt like it was a little bit glossed over. OJ's character kind of was just like, Oh, it's, it's not a spacecraft. It's an actual creature or, or paraphrasing right there. And in my head, I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. And then You know, not to jump too far ahead, but at the end of the movie, I was just like, oh, I guess that
1: was the big
2: reveal was it's alive. Yeah, man,
1: for me. And I know I got out of the movie and texted and I was like, oh, the story was lame. I wouldn't say the story was lame, but I think it was it was just that I thought the overall movie I actually really did enjoy. And just uh, Jordan Peele, I feel like is obviously a genius. But like that that payoff for me, I was just like, man, it almost kind of reminded me of like M. Night Shyamalan twist a little bit where you're like, okay, like I, I, I like that it was so layered with uh, connecting all of the story together, but just that final payoff, I was like, man, I don't know. I did like also OJ's character, obviously it almost reminded me like in signs, how the mom was saying when she died, swing away. And then the brother and like how it was almost meant to be for him to be in that scenario. It almost felt like OJ's character almost kind of had a similar arc where, you know, he understood animals and how to deal with them and not how to spook them and how to respect them if they're territorial. Uh, his father's horse, that was territorial, who he had been working with. It was just that payoff for me. I was like, I re- I really wanted to see aliens, I guess, dude. That's I think that's why I was let down a little bit.
2: Right. Well, technically you did. <laughs> Which brings me to this question. Do you think Jordan Peele and his movies, is he trying to be like M. Night where he has a big reveal to, to be a payoff or do you think he just was trying to make this movie and the more maybe more of the fans and the audience were building up the hype, be like, oh, get out had this big reveal. Us had somewhat of a reveal towards the end. Do you think we as fans are putting too much in the reveal that we're sort of maybe a little bit let down because it didn't really give us that wow factor?
0: Yeah, I think we were just expecting a lot more, right? With get out, we're kind of questioning we're you know, following along the story, but kind of question, like, what's going on? Us, we know there's something else going on, but with this movie, we're kind of just waiting to see the aliens. And we find out that we've already seen it. It's kind of just maybe a letdown. But for me, shortly after that scene, you see, like, a little uh, act of Gordy, where they really get into it, uh, where Gordy attacks everyone, and you kind of see it, you kind of see, like, the brutalness. And there's a moment where he's looking at Stephen Young's character as a kid, and they have a moment with the fist bump before the ape, the chimp, gets his head blown off. Um, but he then goes back to that shoe. I thought that was going to have a big payoff, and not really seeing that connect to anything of uh, that was a little more disappointing for me. One thing I
1: did see about the shoe, just because I was like, all right, I got to look into this. I didn't realize in that scene in the moment, but the article that I was reading was saying when he was under the table, he never fully looked. He focused past the chimp on the shoe. So I guess that was the significance, you know, of not keeping eye contact. And then the chimp like snapping out of its rage and being like, Oh, like trying to be cool and then yeah just getting capped it was wild but i think like kind of how steve was saying we knew jordan peele essentially from the comedy world which he was great in and so to to make that jump over to horror and like thriller it's a big jump and get out set that benchmark i feel like so high it's like being an artist when you come out with your first project and it's so well received that you're always going to be judged from your that piece of art, you know, but that's why I respect him too, because I feel like he has a vision and he stays true to him himself artistically. And I saw an interview with him on good morning America. And he was even saying, you know, a few years ago, they're like, could you imagine this 10 years ago? We would tell you, cause that his actual, that, um, Little theme park that Steven Yeun runs, there's a, a replica of it at Universal Studios now on the lot. And so they're like, if we were to, t- were to tell you that you would have a replica of your set on the back lot, uh, what would you say to that? And he was like, I would have said it was impossible, you know, and he's like, well, let me phrase it like that. He's like, I want to think Hollywood would give me, a, you know, a black director the amount of money it would take to truly show my vision. And he was like, and they have. Oh, wow. I
0: didn't
2: know that. That's really cool. Gotta make a trip. You do bring up a good point about the shoe. Maybe that was kind of the reveal that we didn't realize. Like Stephen Yoon's character, you know, as a young boy being on the sitcom, looking at the, at the shoe to not make focus. Because OJ says you know, even in the beginning, he said, don't look the horse in the eye. Don't look the horse in the eye. He mentions with the UFO creature, don't look it in the eye. And that becomes kind of the way they sort of survive is not by looking at it. So I guess that does bring up a good point. Maybe he was looking at the shoe. So Gordy didn't go into the rage and he could calm down because, you know, he didn't look him in the eye. So I guess that does bring up a good point. Something I didn't really
1: think about as I was watching the movie. One thing I think almost happened in the movie that did get me like up and then bring me back down was when uh Stephen Yoon's kids i think there's kids or workers or whatever come in the alien outfits and uh oj's in the barn and we first see him and it's so creepy dude it instantly gave me that feeling and just being like oh fuck like shit is about to go down and then he just clocks one of them dude
2: yeah i did see an interview with jordan peele and how he was talking about the suspense, the suspense is better than seeing the actual monster or creature in a horror suspense type film. But yeah, I mean, that scene with with the aliens and you see the head pop out, you're like, oh, shit. And then another one pop out and then he's backing up and, you know, the one he he punched. His, you know, he's hanging down from the rafters or whatever it is, and in my head, I was just a little bit let down that that wasn't it. But as I was watching that scene, in my head, I was like, "There's no way it's so on the nose." But still, a very, very good scene, very suspenseful.
0: Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely science esque, but just a little bit too soon to have a an actual reveal. That basically takes us into the finale which basically has everyone working together to pull off this shot of this uh to get that money shot right and at any cost eventually they pretty much succeed in some way but during that time the creature is kind of transforming so he takes on like a whole new shape kind of like a jellyfish or kind of uh sometimes i was like i don't know what this is what do you guys what do you guys think about that new shape or him transforming
2: I would say visually, it looked phenomenal. I think this is one of Jordan Peele's best, just putting his skill set to the test. And it looked great. But I also was like, what the fuck am I looking at right now? Which I get it. I feel like it being just a UFO kind of was sort of really on the nose with, you know, past UFOs we've seen pretty much like stuff from like the 50s and on cartoons. That's what they look like. So when it was transforming in my head, I was like, okay, I I understand. It's an out of this world being. So it should be a little bit kind of chaotic looking, I would say. And I thought he nailed it for that. But at the same time, I was just like, damn, it just keeps transforming. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was thinking too. I was like, yeah, I kind of get it. It's trying to show that maybe yeah, it's a living thing, right? So it's just uh, doesn't care anymore about its shape. I was thinking, like, what the hell is this, right? We kept, especially when it kept having that extending eye. But at the same time, I thought, like, OJ says, don't look this thing in its eye. But how the hell do you know where the eyes the eye is at?
2: Yeah, that is true. It could have easily have been. The UFO's butthole, for all we know, man. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was, essentially. Yeah. But the finale, I thought, the third act was probably the best part of the movie. I just like how they all came together and, you know, the the tech guy, Fry's tech guy, Angel, you know, with Emerald and O.J. kind of building up this plan. And then the he was a... He was a cinematographer or a a guy who does documentaries, um, kind of finally came aboard. They call them essentially to kind of capture it at first. And he just thought they were blowing smoke up his ass. But he came and he added a a pretty he added a pretty good kind of flow to the characters and what they're all doing. So it definitely had a very climatic kind of finale in them trying to take it down. And I thought. They did well with it. And I I guess maybe people thinking there's going to be more of a payout and what's going to happen might have been somewhat of a letdown, like we mentioned. But ultimately, I think the third act just hit it for me was really good and left me feeling a theater being like, oh, I'm glad we ended on something like this.
1: Yeah. I liked the final act as well. The The spaceship to me, dude, too, just to touch on that really quick, it almost looked like a final boss in like Star Fox or something to me where like you like hit the middle eye, you know, dude. but it did, it made it, did it did really make it when you saw that form feel like a, like a living different type of being, dude, that we just wouldn't understand. So, I mean, that did make the story like for me to pay off a little bit more. I was like, okay, like see it being a living being but when you see its final form you're like holy shit this thing is just something we don't understand obviously but one thing I thought was kind of it just seemed like easy to beat it it seems like if that thing was that smart that it was like stalking and staying in the sky and being like a fake cloud like it's already fallen for the horse dummy once and it's like she gets him one more time and that's what ends up killing it I was just like "Eh, that was kind of easy you know but at the same time I liked seeing that they won in the end, I didn't want to see them lose, especially with how the movie opened up and them losing their dad and and how the state of their farm and stuff like that.
2: I mean, I guess that's how they were kind of alluding to the symbolism of how humans and how they treat creatures that are not human. And, you know, that being sort of litter in a sense and how litter in the ocean, because it kind of looked like a jellyfish too, in a way, right? But just how creatures in the ocean, you know, they swallow our trash and they die so that, I, I did read something about the symbolism of, of that being, that's how it is. Humans have these creations or this garbage that they don't want. They let out in the sky, they let it into the ocean, these creatures eat it, and they ultimately die. And I feel like it's pretty much what they were going for with trying to kill this UFO
1: alien. It was an, another strong theme in the movie was just how we can't control those animals you know like we do have a certain connection and you know you can even say a certain bond to a certain extent but at the end of the day it's still nature and there's still laws and rules to this and they're still wild animals so that was like another good theme so emerald she kind of gets that money shot in the
0: end right with the uh the, photo- the camera that was in the well but in the end she doesn't really even pick it up right when the, the photo shoots out and she sees oj Kind of framed perfectly under like like kind of like the end of a western he's on the horse and you know we see that he made it but question do you think he's really there or did he die when uh to let help her escape earlier remember when he kind of gives her the fingers in the eye and she does it back like i kind of thought that was like a goodbye right right
2: yeah i guess i hadn't thought about that is there anything after that do we see them interacting after that scene i can't i can't recall right now
0: no that was it and then the sign where he's standing uh that he's under on in that the last scene it says like out yonder
2: it's kind of like you know like
0: in the distance right so that was one of the theories i read which is kind of interesting i was like man fuck i hope that's not true
2: yeah truly something i i didn't even think about i just
1: assumed
2: he survived because He's the main character.
1: <laughs> Damn, way to drop that bomb, dude. I didn't even think about that. It kind of actually makes me like it a little bit more, man, leaving it open like that.
0: Very interesting. Yeah, this is one of the movies that uh, definitely grew me a lot more once you start to analyze it and think about it.
2: Yeah, I feel like I I want to see it again. I always see, especially movies I'm really looking forward to. I, I, left, I left it, like I said, really enjoying it. Maybe... I wouldn't necessarily say disappointed, but just kind of like, hmm, maybe a little bit more on the fence than I want it to be. But usually when I see a movie twice, usually kind of pushes me forward to be like, oh no, this was was great, which I think it will do. Similar to like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the first time I saw that movie, I was kind of like, I, I didn't think it was bad by any means, but I just was left it, hmm. And I watched it like two or three times since the theaters. And like, now I'm like, damn, this movie is so phenomenal. I think Nope is going to be the same way for me. Like, watching it more than once, kind of thinking about symbolism. You also read about certain things. You listen to other people's reviews and theories and how they sort of make sense of certain things. So I really feel like after a second or third viewing, I'm really going to enjoy this and, you know, just solidify Jordan Peele being one of the best directors that we have right now.
1: Same with Fig. I I feel like it is something where, the, the good directors and people that have a vision, it's always going to be so layered. And I think even visually too, and that you do have to kind of re-watch these movies even more than twice a lot of times to pick up on these things. And that's a lot of the fun within the movie itself too. So I am looking forward to watching it again and especially having a few days to reflect back on it and talking about it with you guys. Uh, it actually makes me want to go see it again and see different angles I might not have been able to see the first time.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to catch it again as well.
2: So one thing that we had mentioned that really stood out, I mentioned, you know, a lot of the night shots, but the cinematography done by uh, Hoyt Van Hoytma, an individual who works a lot with Christopher Nolan, Tenet, he's going to be on Oppenheimer coming up, Interstellar. He did, Uh, also did Ad Astra. What do you guys think of the cinematography of of Nope?
0: Uh, For myself, I saw this in IMAX, which I think is definitely worth it uh, because this was filmed in IMAX, right? So a lot of the whole finale is is IMAX. um, The opening scene is in IMAX. The Gordy stuff is in IMAX. uh, And that that was... Depending on your theater, but that would take with the whole frame, right? The whole, uh, the whole screen. And that's perfect for something like this, just for the, the immersion and seeing, you know, something they wouldn't really expect to be in IMAX. And the one scene that really kind of stood out for me, which was also in IMAX was the, uh, when the thing is just pouring down blood, right? It's like, it's
1: raining blood on the house. That was a pretty crazy scene. Dude. That scene looked insane, man. And just any time, like I was mentioning earlier, where you had the UFO and you could see like, especially with OJ, when he'd be riding the horse and you'd just see the UFO come zooming by through the clouds. um, All of those were just very suspenseful, very beautifully shot And also, uh, one scene that I really did like was when we finally did get to see what happens when the, the being eats people, dude, and you just see them in there and it looks like the most uncomfortable, almost looks like, something traveling through like intestines, you know? And I was just like, man, that would suck so fucking bad, dude.
2: (laughs) Yeah. One thing I thought that was done really well was we had talked about it, the, the fake horse and how it had the, what would you call it? Like a, like a banner of some sorts on it and how I liked that they utilized that sort of being like you get food caught in your teeth. That's kind of what it was, right? Like, so anytime you would see the flag, you would know that the being, the UFO was there. So I thought they, that was a nice touch to kind of let us lead us into like knowing that the monster was nearby. Where would
0: you guys rank this as far as uh, Jordan Peele's movies?
2: For myself, man, it's, it's hard because obviously Get Out is, we talked about, so phenomenal, really good movie. And I felt like Us kind of wasn't as well received, but I truly enjoyed it. So I honestly think it goes in order of the movies that came out for myself. Get Out, Us, and Nope. Jordan Peele as a director, definitely pushing the limits, and he always has—he always puts together such a a great cast ensemble who perform so damn good. And yeah, I think that that'd be my order. Get out
1: us, and and then nope. How about you, Davey? I'm almost in agreement with Fig for myself. I, I would almost put Us and Nope on the same tier, personally. And I would just put Get Out just slightly above it for myself. Um, but I've enjoyed every single film. I'm looking forward to what he does in the future.
0: Yeah, definitely. Which he said will be, the only thing he said is going to be like a horror and a little bit of comedy. Uh, but for myself, I'm going to go with Nope. I think it's going to be my new favorite. Uh, it's his biggest movie. And I think just the level of like craftsmanship, he really went for it. Uh, get out being second uh pretty much right up there with it uh, just for what that did for this kind of genre of movie and then us, which uh yeah, just didn't didn't have like the, the same punch, I guess.
2: For sure, man. Well, I'm surprised you put Nope above, above Get Out, which i like to say the craftsmanship and just the level of advancement that he's, he is making with these movies, I can definitely understand. And you talked about humor. I feel like he does humor really well with these movies where it's not like over the top. It's not anything where humor is conflicting with any like tense or serious moments. I feel like it's done really well, which the Angel character Kind of was comic relief along with Kiki Palmer, who just, I mean, I I knew Kiki Palmer from like an old Nickelodeon show. or Maybe it was Disney show. So when she was in this, I was like, oh, shit, Kiki Palmer's still around and kicking. And dude, she stood out. And of course, Daniel Kaluuya is just always phenomenal, dude. And Davey had mentioned he's more of a stoic kind of individual compared to both the other characters, which I thought just the balance of them three really worked with the chemistry and thought was just so well done.
1: I'm really, uh, I really wish that Jordan Peele or the studio or whatever would release up to that Jordy or that Gordy incident, like uh, episodes of the sitcom, (laughs) because I want to watch that show now, man. (laughs)
0: Dude, but uh, for myself, man, I was hoping to see that Chris Kattan skit.
2: Dude, yeah, because I I know Chris Kattan plays. He he played somewhat of a. Similar like character, a, right? Like a he played, man, uh, Mr. Man.
1: Peepers. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Peepers, dude. <laughs> they did such a good job because that was like, I would say that was like our era of SNL. Like growing up, that was when like, we weren't old enough to go out yet, but on Saturday nights, I was totally watching it. It was like Chris Kattan, Sherry all the all the cast members that he... uh you know, listed off, and it just it made it so easy. Like, I'm glad they put that in the movie because it painted the picture in my head. Like, I could see the sketch as he was talking about it, and just how he had nailed or uh, hammered it home by being like, and it was Katan. I mean, come on, it was Katan totally doing his thing, and I was like, dude, I can see the sketch in my brain right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I definitely would want to check out that sketch.
1: Yeah, man, definitely that SNL scene would be awesome to behold. But this film overall, I would say was awesome to behold. So for all you listeners out there, we kind of spoiled it a little bit for you. But if you haven't seen it, definitely go to theaters and see this movie, like Steve said, preferably in IMAX, the way the director shot it and the way it was meant to be seen.
2: Awesome, fellas. Well, another great quick dig. On that note, later days, my friends. All
0: right, we'll see you next week. I'm going to get out. Look to the skies, my friends.
2: And join (laughs) us. No, that was stupid. Don't put that in.